Hello, and welcome to Spez in Domino. Today's podcast is called Choice and the Father of Lies. Truth is the mortal enemy of sin. There is nothing sin hates and fears more than the truth. Few issues illustrate that reality as starkly as abortion. Truth has been a theme of a number of pieces on Spez and Domino recently, including our last podcast, I Show You the Times, The Truth Versus the Narrative. Anyway, it's only fitting that we return to the topic today on the 49th anniversary of the United States Supreme Court's Roe v. Wade decision, in which the court sacrificed the truth of human life to the untrammeled human will. Before we get to the main topic, however, I'd like to look briefly at today's anniversary. I've seen and heard more than one Catholic commentator hopefully suggest that this year's March for Life, which has taken place in Washington, D.C., every January since 1974, may be the last. The Supreme Court is hearing another abortion case this year, Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health, and opponents of the abortion regime are hoping that the current court will have the nerve to overturn Roe. Then, as Catherine Jean Lopez writes in the National Review, if it's overturned in June, I'm hoping the march will move to June. The march would then be in Thanksgiving. End quote. Such a decision would be cause for rejoicing indeed, but I'm not holding my breath. I don't mean to sound negative, but hear me out. In the best-case scenario, the Supreme Court completely overturns Roe, as well as 1992's Casey v. Planned Parenthood. In that case, states would be free to restrict or even outlaw abortion, but it would need to be fought out state by state. The pro-life movement would need to keep going strong for years to come, both working to outlaw abortion and to fight off the inevitable challenges to any pro-life laws that are passed. As it is, I don't expect the best-case scenario from this court, although, pray God, nothing would please me more. Whatever the outcome, total reversal of Roe, a widening of the loopholes in the old decision, or a ringing endorsement of Roe's unrestricted abortion regime, which I admit is also unlikely, the struggle won't be over now or ever. Abortion is just one front in the eternal war. I'm reposting below a revised version of my discussion of this topic from the 42nd anniversary of Roe v. Wade. It's called Choice and the Father of Lies. He was a murderer from the beginning and has nothing to do with the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks according to his own nature, for he is a liar and the father of lies. John 8.44 as we mark the ugly anniversary of Roe versus Wade this week, it is only appropriate that we take a look at Old Scratch himself, the devil. In John's Gospel, our Lord tells us everything we need to know about the devil. He was a murderer from the beginning, and he is a liar, the father of lies. And what is his first lie, the big lie that is still his primary murder weapon? Quote, You will not die. You will be like God, knowing good and evil. Genesis 3, 4-5. No worries, there will be no eternal consequences, Satan tells us. We can decide for ourselves what is good and evil. We are gods. For this reason, he is called 
the devil, from the Greek diabolos, which means slanderer, perjurer, false accuser, and can also mean deceiver, one who misleads. It derives from the verb diabolo, whose original meaning is drive through or destroy. Satan seeks to destroy us eternally by using falsehood and deception to separate us from God. I got to thinking about all this the other day due to an observation from my lovely bride. She had just run across an article in the National Right to Life News detailing certain pro-abortion prayers that are being circulated by our old friends at Planned Parenthood. She couldn't help but think of the observation of C.S. Lewis and many others to the effect that Satan can't create anything on his own. All he can do is mock and falsify God's creation. I think she has a point. Planned Parenthood calls their campaign by the inelegant title, 40 Days of Prayer for Women Everywhere, an obvious mockery of 40 Days for Life. Here's a sample of a few of the Planned Parenthood prayers from the National Right to Life News article. We give thanks for the doctors who provide quality abortion care. We pray for a cloud of gentleness to surround every abortion facility. We pray for all the staff at abortion clinics around the nation. May they be daily confirmed in the sacred care that they offer women. We give thanks for abortion escorts who guide women safely through the hostile gauntlet of protesters. We pray for women who have been made afraid of their own power by their religion. May they learn to reject fear and live bravely. Now, National Right to Life News knows that these prayers were composed by a group calling itself Faith Aloud, and that, in quotes, infamous late-term abortionist Dr. Leroy Carhart is a matter of the board, end quote. Now, my first reaction on reading this was, do these people really believe that God will surround their butchery of unborn babies made in his image and likeness with a cloud of gentleness? That this butchery could in any sense be called sacred care? That the Lord would smile upon the request to separate women from their most often Christian religion? Well, maybe they don't, because these petitions are not actually addressed to God, or to anyone else for that matter. Is it due to a lack of faith, or perhaps a realization that a just and loving God would not be likely to answer prayers such as these? Whatever the case may be, These are the same people who mocked the words of the heavenly host with choice on earth Christmas cards. Notice, by the way, in Planned Parenthood newspeak, choice is always a euphemism for abortion. These are the same people who thought it a generous gesture after the terrorist attacks on 9-11 to offer free abortions to pregnant widows of men who died in the World Trade Towers. This macabre mockery of religious faith has been a part of the pro-abortion industry or movement for a long time, and it isn't limited to that movement's flagship enterprise. Immediately after the Roe decision in 1973, a group calling itself the Religious Coalition for Abortion Rights was founded, which soon, recognizing the truth in this case was a rather unlovely thing, removed the explicit reference to abortion and changed their name to the Religious Coalition for Reproductive Choice. And the ugly truth about abortion is the reason for the euphemisms and the bizarre, phony prayers. If they're honest, they lose. And so they must pretend to be something they're not. Abortion, like all sin, can't survive in the light of truth. 
So let's see now. Mockery of God and sacred things. Death. Who does that sound like? Could it be? Yes, you know where this is going. Now, I'm not saying that the people of Planned Parenthood and their fellow travelers and the abortion industrial complex are Satans themselves. I'm willing to believe that most of them think they're doing the right thing and that they're on the side of the angels. The problem is they're on the side of the fallen angels whose army is commanded by the father of lies himself. It's for such a reason that St. Paul tells us, for we are not contending against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against the powers, against the world rulers of this present darkness, against the spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. So how do we go about combating the powers of darkness? St. Paul tells us to take on the whole armor of God, Ephesians 6.13, and pray at all times in the Spirit, Ephesians 6.18. The utterance may be given to me in boldly proclaiming the gospel, Ephesians 6.19. The battle against the spiritual hosts of wickedness, then, calls for a two-pronged strategy. First, prayer and reliance on God, and next, a bold proclamation of the truth. That's why, before the march in Washington, or marches for life in our local area, we always attend Mass or a prayer service. We need to remember that it's not simply a matter of politics, not even primarily a matter of politics. It's a matter of good and evil, the God of truth and the Father of lies. Let's make sure we stay on the right side. Thank you. And to read more faithful Catholic commentary, please visit our website, spezindomino.org. Thank you very much. God bless you.